Welcome to Gospel and Grit. We invite you to the front lines of the gospel where our Overland missionaries are pioneering to remote peoples. Our goal is to empower you to grab the gospel and get the grit to do whatever it takes to fulfill your calling in Christ. Welcome once again to the Gospel and Grit podcast. My name is JJ Newell, and today we are joined by a powerful woman of God, the lady who keeps us straight not only in the eyes of God, but also the eyes of the IRS. We have with us our CFO, Rochelle Lopez. I'm excited for her uh, to share on faith. She has a powerful faith journey that I know will encourage all of you. So, Rochelle, Where does it all begin? Our biggest walk of faith, my husband and I, we've been married for 23 years in December. Wow. This December. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a nearly Mm two-year-old. So do the math on that one of how long it took for us to have children. Mm -hmm. Um, We stood in faith for 13 and a half years before we ever conceived our son. Wow. So and went through pretty much every medical test possible um, treatment and we're told that there's really not much they could do. Um, had very, very little chance of ever conceiving on our own. And so we just decided that we're going to believe God's word and mm. delve into it, it with a lot that comes with that. Obviously, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of struggle and heartache and not understanding scripture and not being able to reconcile what you read in the word and what you see in your life um, when they don't line up, mm-hmm. how to walk through that. Um, and it was a journey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. 13 and a half years. 13 and a half years. I think that's a, one of the things that people struggle with a lot when they read the scriptures. You have, you have Paul, like, oh, he went here, then went here, then went here. And it's like, he was here for 14 years, like fighting for this thing. And yes. in that time period, you really can go through a lot emotionally, spiritually, and learn a lot. Yeah. And so I'd really like to, for you to, to dive in and expound upon kind of when the numbers don't line up, when yeah. everything doesn't seem like the doctors are telling you there's no way, um, you know, for a lot of our, our listeners, you know, the idea of ministry or missionary finances, those numbers don't always line up. Yeah, for sure. For the things that we're doing, especially someone first entering into the mission field, this seems like such a daunting task. And so uh, give me some advice on building faith for the, for these things. Yeah, I think the greatest, I mean, advice is to stand in faith, you have to know who is faithful oh, yeah. and to have, keep that your center anchor point you know the the word says that christ is an anchor Mm. he's our hope which is an anchor to our soul and so i went through a lot where you know struggling with just knowing enough of the word i was in ministry walking through this so Mm -hmm. i wasn't an unseasoned person um and i knew enough of the world to word to make me question and Mm. many times not in the best way (laughs) question God and it caused a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and a lot of misunderstanding when I knew what the word said but could not see the fruit of that in my life Mm. Um, and just praying and crying out of where the mismatch was and I never did get a solid initially I should say I didn't get a solid 
response from the Lord. I got a challenge of who is he? Yeah. And am I going to believe in him regardless of what he gives me or doesn't give me? Yeah. And which was a hard question. Um, it's a hard thing to settle in your heart. Yet I knew ultimately base. I'm like, you are Lord of Lords, King of Kings. I cannot deny that. So if I have nothing, if I never receive, if I never have a child, if I never have this thing I'm standing for, I know who you are and I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy and I, I'm satisfied in you and you alone. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of the wavering that can happen when you're walking in faith and not seeing the results is lessened by just keeping your hope and your trust and knowing he that we are we can have faith because he himself is faithful yeah and we're standing in what he promised not anything that we're conjuring up in ourselves it's his promises and it's up to him to fulfill and we just learn to trust that what his word says regardless of what we see in our life word is truth and supersedes everything yeah and you have to lean in and surrender to that truth even Mm -hmm. if you don't understand it or you're not seeing it active in your life so it's a surrendering to the word and we see this with jesus too when he walked through the the temptation of christ you see him and i've always read it as you know satan comes and tempts tempts him with a scripture and he just responds with another scripture you Mm -hmm. know oh you're hungry you haven't eaten he's a man does not live on bread alone Really what he was doing when you look and you put yourself in the, he was himself surrendering to the word of God. Mm. Yes, this is a truth, but I know that the word also says that man does not live on bread, bread alone, but by every word that comes from the father's mouth. Yeah. So it's a surrendering to that truth and putting it inside of you and anchoring your hope and your faith and stuff on the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, a huge issue. I see in the church today is people kind of create their own Jesus. Yes. Versus actually knowing what the the Bible says about who Jesus is. And I have to say this this period, like I, I have them, I have it in stages. I mean, thirteen years is a long time. Yeah. So there's there's definite stages of my walk faith, my faith walk. Um, and the first stage was just a shaking. Like I had in my twenties, I felt like. I had a good solid foundation, but then every preaching or every theology, everything I just kind of gathered and added to my faith um, and my belief. And like the Lord just used this. It was one of the things that was used in this period. He just kind of shook me and all those things that did not line up with scripture fell, which is hard on your heart, like hitting those points. Um, but I'm thankful for that time because I was like, okay, if if they fell off, then they weren't they weren't you. They yeah. were my conjuring or my understanding of what I thought I read in scripture. Mm-hmm. So if faith, if the word says, if you have faith and you speak to this mountain and it moves and my mountain's not moving, is what I have faith? Is mm. what I think faith, faith? Yeah. And that's a hard question you ask yourself. And, and I think, a good 98% I was there, but there mm-hmm. was definite tweakings that the Lord did that just kind of showed me things that I've added or what I feel like. I feel a lot of people think they have faith because they have belief in the word. And faith yeah. and belief are not the same thing. Okay. You need belief. 
but faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's a it's something that's inside that's substanced. It's it's a it's a settling. Mm. It's a knowing that you know that the word says it's true, and you can yeah. see things in your spirit that there there's a level of faith where you see it happening, and it, you can see it in your spirit, but you don't see it in the natural yet. Mm. Um, and yeah. I don't know how else to explain that, but it, <laughs> it's it's a, a it's place. It's not some ethereal thing. No, it's, it's not. a very concrete reality. Yeah. So the first thing I would say in my walk, like I was questioning, Lord why are we walking through this? Like, why is this? There's so many people that have no issues whatsoever. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm having to stand in faith and battle for something that is promised, is encouraged, is... Mm -hmm. um, and the first scripture he took me to was First Peter 1, where it talks about the testing of your faith, the testing in all struggles. I'm going to actually read it because I'm going to... Yeah. I try to paraphrase and I kill him <laughs> which is what got me into studying about faith this is to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not pay, pay, fade away reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed, revealed in this last time in this you greatly rejoice, even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So I said, okay. The proof of my faith is more precious than gold to you. Mm. And that's enough for me to walk through this. Like if I can mine something out of this wow. and find your preciousness. And then in Hebrews, it talks about, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm. So I had two things. Okay, I want to be pleasing and I want to be precious. Okay, I'll walk. Like show me, reveal to me. And I just embraced the whole process of it and surrendered into the word and found you know scriptures that I could stand on that were truth about in this case infertility and what the word says about our healing and mm -hmm. you know um, obviously and then learning to that prophecy and faith go hand in hand like when you have faith, you have to speak it out. You have to declare things in your life. Yeah. You have to speak to the mountain. With you know everything, when you see faith, it goes hand in hand. Patience and faith, and speaking and faith go hand in hand. And so there were like two, and then hope were like my three pillars that I stood on, and just started. And a lot for many years, I had the knowing inside of me. I hadn't activated the actual speaking out of the faith and it was honestly when I started speaking it out and speaking over my body and speaking over my husband's body and yeah. speaking to other people not I had my little language I tell people that my faith language that I knew what I was saying the Holy Spirit knew what I was saying <laughs> when I responded because it was an obviously a very open issue yeah. when you're married yeah. 15 years and you don't have children like that's a Everyone natural asks. question yeah. like when are you gonna have kids why have do you not want kids of right. course i want kids <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. they don't you know there's a lot of different 
life history. So I had I had to learn one to be gentle with other people. Um, That's good because they were speaking to me and they always spoke to me in love. Though at the time, it hurts. They mean well, but it it's a, it can be hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to readjust my thinking of people. And when somebody said something to me that initially opened a wound inside of me, I understood and I would think okay they're just trying they love me so much they're trying to help me Mm -hmm. they just don't know what I've been through what I've walked through or where I am Mm -hmm. Um, so I was able to just kind of look at people differently through that to keep healthy relationships and not cut people off (laughs) it's it's a deeply hurt it's a hurtful thing to be walking through Um, and Mm. it's but understanding, like I said, I, I came up with my faith language. I came up with my responses. And there were times where I'd give my patent response. And there were times where the Holy Spirit would just rear up. And I was like, I'm just going to say it. I am believing for the Lord. And I've been trusting that he's going to give me a child. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people were like, okay. <laughs> don't know how to respond to that. But um it's what had it's every you know it was moment by moment walking in the spirit walking in truth and and once i started speaking it out that's when what did that we look actually like? conceived like be speaking it out um one it was just in prayer like speaking to my body and declaring it healed declaring systems to work mm-hmm. um speaking to my husband's body and then there's another scripture in a P book. I want to say Philippians, but I don't know if it's Philippians. Um, that talks about the effectiveness of your faith is acknowledging every good work that Christ has done. Mm. Um, Philippians 1, 5 through 6. Because I hear of your love and of the faith which you have towards the Lord Jesus and towards all the saints, I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you th- from Jesus Christ. So we would have little victories, like we would see different changes in our bodies. Mm. Um, so obviously a f- very physical thing we went through. So anytime we saw a change, we would thank Jesus. It was like, thank you, Lord, for this. Mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging that you're working. We're seeing it coming. And it could be as, I mean, I don't want to give too detailed, but... <laughs> It, I mean, it's just minor, minor yeah. tweaks. Yeah. Um, any system change I felt. If I went through, you know, where I didn't have a lot of symptoms in a month, then I would, thank you, Lord, that you, you've healed me. I believe mm-hmm. this is evidence of your healing of me. Um, and just acknowledging every little victory, as small as it was, yeah. was part of the process. So speaking to my body, speaking to his body, declaring things, um like you said prophecy and there's i i had um ezekiel 37 the valley of the dry bones was one of the examples the lord and the lord would always give me little encouragements and little revelations through this that just like added it was like oh okay there's something new um one of the things was the valley of dry bones where he prophesied he was told stand prophesied to the bones for xyz to happen and i'm going to paraphrase this out and he prophesies in like x and y like the the sign use the, the, but they weren't breathing yet yeah. yeah 
But I mean, amazing miracle, just in it, like, wow, that's incredible. And the Lord says, prophesy again. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't stop until it's exactly as I have proclaimed it to be. And so we just stood and we would prophesy. If somebody mentioned things to me, I would say, like speaking out to me was, I know I will have a kid. I'm just waiting on the Lord to heal my body. Mm-hmm. I'm healed. I'm just waiting for the baby to come. Yeah. Um, I had little statements like that that were faith, my stances of faith. And it's that standing firm of the purpose of faith, like Ephesians brings back Ephesians to my mind, where you have the body, the full armor of God, and the shield is your shield of faith, which is what extinguishes the fiery flames from the air, from the enemy. Mm-hmm. So when your faith drops, you get hit with everything, every doubt, every, like, you know when you're being bombarded that your faith is not on, your faith has gotten weak. Yeah. Like, build up your faith, and you build up your faith by acknowledging the good things that he's done, getting into the word, reading the, promises, the word, yeah. the promises of God, reading prophecies that people had given us. We had words, of yeah. prophecies. We had, and I mean, there were definite seasons where, it was like way overkill for me. I was like, anytime somebody started prophesying, I'd like slink down in my chair. So I was like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Lord, I'm trusting you. I don't want to hear it. You too. The Lord's going to, you know, I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lord. That, you know, but he would, he was always faithful, encouraging, um, and speaking. So we had prophecies given to us. We had the words, the prophecies, the, the scriptures that we would speak out in, establish into our life i would meditate on scriptures um until they would get rooted inside of me mm. like the the word talks about being rooted and grounded absolutely and love and so that's kind of what i was doing through that season was just rooting myself into the word mm-hmm. and allowing it to bear fruit i love that it's it's that marriage of spirit and truth going on in yeah. this in this time of yes i'm relying on the holy spirit through him speaking through other people through prophecy, building myself up in the most holy faith and tongues. There's so much yeah. of that spiritual reality, and then there's this this concrete, know what the Bible says. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, I've counted this myself many times, where I'm praying, and I'll, please Lord this, please Lord that. Yeah. And it, there's times for supplication, and then there's this time of grabbing a hold of the authority and the things he's always already promised, and just... Bring him into reality. That was a big, big revelation for me. Mm. Because I spent many years just pleading with the Lord to give me a child. And the Lord, actually, I think I heard it in an Overland conference. I think I heard Mike <laughs> Pexer preach. Okay. And he said, it was might have been our first conference I ever went to. And Mike, Pre- Mike Petzer said, how much more do you expect the Lord to do for you? <laughs> and it was like, I swear the word was spoken directly to me. It's like, nothing, nothing, Lord, nothing. I don't expect oh, anything yeah. else from you. Like, he's done. pretty awesome. He's <laughs> done everything. Mm-hmm. He's healed us. He's he's done everything he's going to do. And then he put the authority in us. Yeah. The authority's in our hands to make it happen on the earth. Through our words, through our actions, through our faith, through, like, that's our authority. Yeah. He created the world in man's authority. Man lost it. Jesus came, restored it back. Now it's back to us. So I stopped pleading 
mm-hmm. to God and just started speaking and thanking him yeah, for the gift yeah. that I knew was coming. Like I knew, thank you, Lord, for my child. And we had, you know, Martine and I had our little quirks and funny things that we did. I bought diapers and stored them. Yes. Like I had my things that I stepped out in faith doing, mm-hmm. you know, we, we always, we'd be driving and Martine was be quiet back there with an empty car seat, you know, empty back seat, <laughs> just envisioning children yeah. and, and seeing it and putting our imaginations around what it would be like and just building that up inside of us. So it's funny, it's humorous, but it was for us was a, was a point of standing and yeah. believing and getting us to be able to see it in our minds, to see it in our spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so practical on so many levels of whatever the, the situation is that you're, you're getting a vision for it. Like you're speaking it into being, you're just believing in the promises of God. This, you know, for me, it was a huge one. MPD, for yes. those who don't know, ministry partnership development is our catchphrase for fundraising. And that is a difficult season for a lot of people. And for me, for a long time, Jesus, like, will you just do this? Like, I hate that word just now. I refuse to ever say it in prayer. <laughs> Even when it's grammatically correct, I don't say it in prayer. I'm just, Lord, you promised. Like, you called me into this thing. Now, I, you know, there's lots of ways you can pray and proclaim it. And so, um, what advice would you have as these people who are thinking about the funding side, obviously you're a CFO. Yeah. So you've talked to, I'm sure, numerous people about just staying in there, believing in faith. And yeah, tell us some victories in that. Yeah, faith is faith. Doesn't matter what you're, what avenue you're putting it in. It's it's the same. And there is a revelation, like you, you do have to apply it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, is he faithful? Everything that the Lord has given us, um, every scripture, every promise, it's based on Him, yeah. not based on us. We're required to do works. We're required to go and ask. So for me, it's it's being faithful as, as far as like doing the tasks that I'm supposed to do that are in my ballpark that I have control over, but I'm going to trust the Lord. Yeah. Like even as... When you're when we're walking through infertility, we had our steps. We had things we had to do. I yeah. had to prepare. I had to prepare a house. I had to prepare my heart. I had to, you know. You have in MPD. You have to ask. You have to go create the lists. Yeah. Meet with the people. You yeah. have to ask. But it's the Lord who builds your team. Mm-hmm. So I look at it, and I look at the season of I'm just like picking up rocks. Yeah. Are you my partner? Are you my partner? Are <laughs> yeah. you? And I don't get emotionally invested in that particular person. And, and I don't know how to say that in a, a nice, I don't mean that in a mean way. I'm emotionally invested in God mm, okay. as my provider. Yeah. So my hope and my anchor is in him. Whenever my hope gets put on somebody else, that's a recipe for heartache. It's a recipe for your emotions mm-hmm. to get hurt or your, you know, if your hope is in him and you look and they say you get a no, it's like, okay, yeah, bless you. no big deal. You yeah. know, great. I, I've seen as you asked for testimonies. I've seen in our own life. Um, my husband's raises support. He 
we have a partner that's one of ours now, but they are friends with a lot of people in the ministry, just as an example. And they would give one-time gifts to many different people. They never partnered with anybody. Mm. And when we called them up, we're from this area, so it's this is our hometown. Yeah. When we called them up, like, hey, we'd like to meet with you. They said immediately, they told us afterward, their heart went, this is the couple. Wow. And we met with them and they said, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people ask us for support and we've, we've always partnered, did what we could at the time, yeah. um, but never felt called to actually stand with a couple and be monthly partners mm. until you called us. Like as soon as you called us, the Lord just said, this is it. This is your relationship partner. And be, he's, mm. even if we're doing $10 a month, I'm your partner and I'm standing with you. And it was such a revelation, like a moment for me that the Lord knits those relationships right, right. and you can't judge. Like you have to be careful to judge somebody's yes or no based on our own assumptions. Mm -hmm. It's the Lord puts these relationships in and he's the one. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. To me, and I've said this, to me, it takes way more faith to work in a corporate job where you have one source of income than it does to work living on faith with partners. Because <laughs> yeah. you get fired, you've lost 100% of your income. Right. It's, that takes may, way more monthly step-by-step -step faith than living in support to mm. me. Um, support raising is a very comfortable, it's a lot of relationships as far as finance is concerned. It's a diversified income. <laughs> You're going to go into that. <laughs> yeah. But your your trust, my trust, is in Jesus, ultimately in forefront. Yeah. So even if I lose a partner, I know one's coming. Because right. he knows my needs. Mm -hmm. He's my provider. Yes. So I don't get shaken by those things. Not to say, you know, your emotions, there are times your emotions can go wacky, oh, but my spirit's never shaken and it's steadfast because he's steadfast and I trust because he's the one faithful to me. Mm -hmm. And all he's asking, every scripture, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul. He's asking for us. And if we give him us first and foremost, mm -hmm. he takes care of everything else. Absolutely. He tells you not to worry about your finances. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about what you're your shoes you're going to have yeah. don't um contentment talks about in in timothy or paul in philippians so i've learned to be content in all things, in all things whether to abase or abound mm -hmm. whether i'm in prosperity or i'm hungry mm -hmm. i'm content yeah and lord i mean that contentment in in timothy it talks about to be content if you have food and you have clothes you should be content that's our requirement of being content in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Do you have food to eat? Do you have clothes to wear? And then you look in Matthew where it says, don't even worry about what you're going to wear. Right. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and he will add. It's like, it's just in that relationship. So you understand who he is. That's key. Yeah. It's the key that settles the emotions of walking love. through his steadfast and his faithfulness. It's not based on me, mm -hmm. not based on my works. It's based on the fact that he's faithful, that he has provided this, that he is caring for me. I'm good. Yeah. I'll walk through whatever. Okay. So my emotions, and there are times where your emotions, like I would, you know, I'm not saying 
I never got emotional. I'm not saying I, I would spend, there'd be nights I'd be crying, you know, mm-hmm. Lord, I can't take it anymore. You know, just weeping. And I allowed myself, my thing, I allowed myself that one night, one night. And then the next morning I'd say, I'm done. Mm. Emotions. This is the truth of the word. And you have to bow. Yeah. My emotions don't rule me. My spirit rules me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's keeping those things. I mean, you, you are an emotional being, and so you have, to, you have to have that release. I allowed myself one night, and then it was dust off. <laughs> Get back up. Let's yeah, go. Keep fighting. Yep. I like it. I love that you talked about doing the duty as well. Like, there are, there are responsibilities on our end. Yeah. He's not just Santa in the sky. You know, give me the new shiny toy. It's he's actually given us responsibilities and you know actions that we can participate with him in, co-work with him in. Right. Oftentimes people will say, you know, I'll, I'll be in like prayer lines a lot or something. I'm praying for the salvation of my uncle. Like before I even pray for him, like have you preached the gospel to your uncle? <laughs> I'm not. I, mean, I believe. I believe for salvation, right? Because right. I know my God, and He wants His right. soul. But you need to do your job too. Oh, right. You know, pray for so and so in the hospital. Have you gone to the hospital and laid hands and prayed on them? Like, lay your hands on the sick; they shall recover. They shall There's recover. so much of that. Like, getting my MPD, making those relationships, and so there is that practical aspect of faith. We have to apply. We're co-workers with Christ. It's faith and works mm-hmm. together. You can't yeah. just. There's nothing in the and and you have to contend for it. You have to fight for it because there's nothing. There's no great lesson. There's no great relationship in my life that I didn't fight for, mm. that I didn't wrestle with, that I didn't mull over, that I didn't mm-hmm. allow things to be in the spirit cut off of me. You know, things. It, it was everything that's of value in my life has been fought for yeah it's like the promised land yeah yeah they had to fight for it he could have just gave it to them (laughs) and they fought without seeing in hebrews they said uh, through the the walk of faith like none of them saw that what they were actually having faith for that we walk in day to day yeah they walked it out without seeing so there may be what (laughs) (laughs) what's our problem (laughs) awesome I praise God I I have faith that this will bless a lot of people and thank you so much for sharing your insights I'm sure we'll hear from you again on here (laughs) yeah Yeah, Michelle was one of the, the the office backbones of this organization you know and so thank you for coming on here thanks for asking I appreciate it Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gospel and Grit. All of us here at Overland Missions would like you to know that we believe in you, that there's a place for you in our organization. Your first step towards changing nations is to visit overlandmissions.com. 